When you run an online business, your marketing metrics will tell you what in your business is profitable and where you're throwing money away. Yikes. That's pretty important, right? Luckily, I've put together the Ultimate Marketing Metrics Checklist, which is a free resource that will guide you through tracking and analyzing the most crucial metrics for your business. And let me tell you, I'm going to keep it simple but effective. From evergreen data and revenue generation to podcast metrics and social media growth, this cheat sheet will cover it all. It's the exact one my team and I use to track our metrics on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual basis. Let me be honest here. This wasn't an overnight process win for me. It took me 10 years to build this comprehensive list and get it just right. But you, my friend, can start using it today, tailoring it to suit your business-specific needs, but not having to start from scratch like I did. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just getting started, this cheat sheet will help you make informed decisions as you grow your business and empower you to move forward confidently. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics to get your hands on the ultimate marketing metrics cheat sheet now. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics. You're listening to the online marketing made easy podcast episode number 62. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Hey there, Amy here. Welcome to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, as you likely know, if you follow my podcast episodes, I tend to teach what I know best, meaning if I have a new strategy in my business or I try out a new project or a new process or a system, that's what I tend to teach on these episodes. And I try to make each episode a mini training. Now, sometimes I go a little overboard and I probably overwhelm you a bit, so I'm trying not to do that. But other times, hopefully you walk away from my podcast episodes and think, that's awesome. I can do that. I'm going to implement that into my business. That is what I'm shooting for. So hopefully that's happening more often than not. Now, recently in my business, we hired a brand new full-time project manager. So I've had a project manager work on the Profit Lab launches in 2014, but it was just for Profit Lab launches. And I wanted to bring someone on full-time to work on Profit Lab launches and then all my other programs and products that I might not be launching. That word scares me sometimes. I don't like to use it too much because when you launch, that's kind of a big deal. So I have some smaller promos is what I call them inside my business that I'd like someone to work on with me as well. So what I've done is, like I said, we hired a full-time project manager. Her name is Chloe and Travinia, my assistant, has really acted as a project manager for a lot of big programs that we've been working on over the last year. So I invited Travinia and Chloe to come to my house for two days, and we literally spent hours, you should have seen us at the end, we wanted to just go crazy, but we spent hours mapping out the project plan for both Profit Lab and a brand new program I have coming out um, all about how to create webinars. Now, I don't have an official name for it yet, so that's why I kind of stumble over it. But basically, the program will teach you how to create a webinar, how to use a webinar in your current sales funnel, all the good stuff that I love to teach around webinars. So that's coming out later this year. So what we did is we went over both projects independently and mapped out the project plans. Now, the one for the Profit Lab was a lot easier than the new program because I've done the Profit Lab for a while now. And as a side note, in a few weeks, you're going to hear a podcast episode I recorded all about reviewing my last Profit Lab launch. So I'm really glad I'm doing this episode today because I'm going to walk you through a project plan and then it's really going to come to life when I walk you through the actual launch of the Profit Lab, what worked, what didn't work, how we did it all. It's going to make a lot more sense in a few weeks when I bring it all together for you. But in this episode, what I wanted to do is walk you through a project plan. Now, I got off track for a second there. What I was saying was the Profit Lab project plan is pretty much in place already, but we needed to walk through step by step as it relates to the launch in the fall. You know, every time you do a launch, things change. And also, Chloe was brand new, so she literally needed to understand every single line item. 
So that's what we did. We cleaned it up. We made it the best it's ever been in terms of every single thing that goes into the Profit Lab launch. And then we did the same for the webinar course. And that is the project plan I want to review with you today. Because after we put this all together, I thought this would be so valuable for somebody that maybe has never launched before, or maybe you have, but you just knew some pieces were missing, or maybe you just feel completely unorganized with your promos. This would be so valuable for you to know every step I take inside of a promo. So I thought, I'm just going to share it with you. It's going to be a little bit weird because I'm literally going into my project management system. I'll talk about that in a moment. And I'm going to walk you through line by line. Now, I promise to go pretty quickly because some of it's just going to make sense, like create a sales page, hire a programmer to code the sales page, that kind of stuff you likely already know about. But there's some stuff inside each of the project plan categories that are unique to how I do things. And that's where I think you're going to get the most value just to see how somebody else puts together their promos. That is my goal for you in this episode. Now, first, though, I want to set up some expectations so you understand the project plan as it relates to the product that we're creating, just so you kind of can put the two together. So the webinar course that I'm creating and launching later this year, it's going to be a video-based online training program. Just like all my other training programs, you hear my voice, you see the slide deck as the video plays. Then there's cheat sheets and transcripts and and slide decks and all that good stuff that's in all of my programs. So it's uh, it's a traditional online training program like I've done in the past. This time, though, it's focused on creating webinars that convert in your business. Now, like I said... It's coming out later this year and I'm going to promote it live, but it will become an evergreen program. So as I put it together, I need to keep thinking, okay, this needs to be evergreen. How can we make sure that as we create it and promote it live, it can easily transition into evergreen next year? So that was always in the back of my mind as we created this project plan. Another thing that's good for you to know as I walk through each of the different tasks inside the project plan is that we're still working on some of the details. Like I said, it's coming out later this year. We've just started to put it all together. So some things might change. I have to move around some things. Just know that as I share this project plan with you, everything's not set in stone, but it's pretty close. Also, we are not using affiliates, so I'm not gonna get into all the steps for an affiliate launch. I don't do a lot of affiliate marketing, so it's not my specialty. And again, we're not using affiliates for this upcoming promo. And the main promo vehicle is a series of live webinars, since that's what I do. So I'm using webinars to promote a webinar program, which makes sense. So we're going to do a series of live webinars um, over two or three days. And that's basically how we're going to attract our audience. We're going to email my list as well as run Facebook ads to register for a webinar. On the webinar, I'm going to teach how I create webinars, and then I'm going to sell the webinar program. So it's basically how I do business anyway, but I just wanted to put that out there so you kind of understood where this project plan came about, meaning like what were the expectations of the product we're creating. And the promo will be approximately two weeks Uh, maybe even a little bit less in terms of cart open and cart close. So it's a shorter one for me. And again, I am not calling it a launch because for me, a launch is usually three to four weeks, incredibly stressful, really time consuming, a lot of players. And because I'm launching again for the Profit Lab in October and the webinar course is likely coming out a little bit before that, I don't want two launches on top of each other. So the project plan I'm going to share with you today is for a smaller promotion, more manageable. It's simpler, which I love. So I just want to put that out there. And especially if you've never launched before or you've launched, but you're just not, you know, seasoned at launching, then starting with a smaller promo might be a great idea for you. So hopefully you'll find this valuable. Now, I'm going to share a lot of specific details with you today. So make sure if you can, if you're in a place that you can grab a notebook, you're definitely going to want to take notes. If you're at the gym, on the subway, in the car, whatever it might be, don't worry because as you know, I always create a really cool free PDF giveaway. And since I'm going to share with you my exact project management list for this upcoming promo, 
I decided to put that into a project management freebie. So what you can do if you want to get your hands on it, literally everything I go through in this episode today is going to be in this cheat sheet. Now you want to listen to the podcast episode because I'm going to explain some things that won't be in the cheat sheet, but at least you'll have a running list of everything that I review. So if you want to get your hands on that, all you need to do is go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 62 download, amyporterfield.com forward slash 62 download, or we have a brand new texting tool. So if you've ever tried to text us to get one of my downloads and it hasn't worked, don't worry. We have changed things up. We are using lead digits. It's from the company lead pages and it works like gangbusters. So you can text the word 62 download to the number 33444. Simple as that. Text the word 62 download to 33444 and you will get this project management freebie or cheat sheet instantly. Okay, so are you ready to dive in? So this is going to be new for me. This is a little bit different, but now we're going to review my entire project plan for my upcoming webinar course program. Let's do it. Now, one thing I want you to know about my project plans is we break it up into three categories. So you've got pre, live, and post. So pre is everything we do before cart opens. Live is what we do when the cart is open. And post is what we do after the cart closes. Now, as you might be able to guess, 80%, if not more, happens in the pre-phase. So this is where we spend the bulk of our time. So for this episode, I'm going to spend the bulk of the time in the pre-phase getting everything ready. Now, there have been promos and launches that I've done in the past that I've had just a few weeks to pull it together. And then as my business has grown over the years, maybe I have a month or even two months to pull things together. One thing that I've really messed up on in the past is just not starting early enough. So now that Chloe's on board, we are literally starting both promos, the webinar course, which is kind of what I'm focusing on here today with you, and the Profit Lab course in October, we're starting now in early June. So we're going to really make sure that we're starting way in advance. Now, not everybody has the luxury to do that, and this is the first time I've done it, and I've been in business over five years. So before I get into the specifics, this is what I want to tell you. Don't compare your business to where you are right now with my business. We have different lives, different businesses, different circumstances, and it's just not fair to do so. So sure, I've got a full-time project manager. I'm starting in the summer for a fall launch. That's all great, but it hasn't always looked like that. You know, it depends on my budget. As my, bu- as my revenues increased, I've been able to have a bigger budget to put back in the company. That hasn't always been the case. And I've been launching since about 2011 on my own. And I've had great launches in the past, and I haven't had every step that I'm going to outline here for you today, but it would have been really nice if someone handed over the freebie I'm going to give you today and said, try to kind of hit most of these, or at least keep most of these tasks in mind, and you can decide if you want to do them or not. That would have been kind of amazing. That's why I'm so excited to give you this episode today, because it's just going to help you. But don't think you have to do every single thing I'm going to talk to you about today. And don't let it overwhelm you like, whoa, I can't even I can't even launch if I'm not starting like five, six months in advance. That is not true. So you do what works best for you and work with what you've got. If you've got a small budget, a tight deadline, then do what you think is most important to make the impact you want to make. So I'll get off that mindset soapbox, but I just want to, from my heart to yours, just tell you, please don't compare yourself to this big, long list I'm going to share with you. It hasn't always looked like this, but hopefully it will add value nonetheless. Okay. So in the pre-project plan, there are certain categories and what I'm looking at now, you won't actually see this in the free PDF giveaway because I organized it differently for you, but I use Asana. So Asana is my tool of choice for project management but I know a lot of other people really love Trello. Hopefully I'm saying that right. And we actually subscribe to the Scrum model. I've talked about that in episodes before, S-C-R-U-M. I'll link to the book in my show notes, but Scrum is basically how you run projects. So we are going to Scrum each project we run with Chloe now that she's new. And so we want to divide our content 
or our tasks, I should say, so that they work into the scrum model. I won't get into all of that now. Maybe that's a episode down the road, but I just wanted to throw that out there that those are two tools we're using, Asana, and then we scrum our projects. Okay. So the first category in the pre-project plan for this new webinar course is admin. Simple as that. And here's some things we do. The very first thing we do, it might surprise you. Can you guess what it is? Like the first thing we do, we organize our Dropbox. Now, if you've ever been in any of my courses, probably anytime in 2014 or before, I release a really cool video where I show you how I organize my Dropbox. I'm kind of crazy about it. So we like to make sure that there is a folder for everything. There's no random file floating here or there. We have a lot of people working inside Dropbox, so we want to make sure it's all organized. So we organize it by the project and by the certain categories in the tasks, like maybe there's a folder for sales page, live webinars, auto webinars, um, promo images, sales webinar uh, content, like that's how we organize it. And that you can choose how you want to do it, but we do get some kind of organization before anything is created for the promo. And we also organize Google Drive. So we use a lot of Google Drive documents back and forth. And so we might organize it like we draft all of our emails in Google Drive first. So a few people can look at it, edit it, do their thing, and then we'll transfer it over to Infusionsoft, which is what I use. So that might be a way we use Google Drive. So uh, Dropbox, Google Drive, big parts of all promos I do. Also, we want to, in the admin phase, confirm and document all promo dates. So when does the pre-launch start, where maybe we want to create some content before we actually launch? I'll tell you what we're going to do for the webinar program. And then in addition to that, when are the webinars going to be? When does the cart actually open. Maybe if I have a price increase, when does early bird end and when does the cart close? All of those dates are determined before we even move forward. And they're already in our Google calendars. We have like a promo calendar. So all those dates are in there right away. Also, we determine the promotion phases. So this is important. I have different phases of each of my promos. So let me break them down for you. Uh, phase one would be pre-promo content. So in phase one, we're putting out some great content before we promote anything. So during the Profit Lab, you might have seen um, a free guide that I put out, a product maximizer. And that was part of our pre-promo content, something of great value before we asked anything in return. So for this webinar course, we're going to do a blog post and we're going to drive ads to that blog post. And so that's going to be in this pre-promo content phase. Also, we're going to create a really cool slide share presentation because one of our affiliates did that for our last launch and it had like more than 12,000 views, which was really cool. So we're going to do some kind of slide share with content related to how to create webinars. So that's phase one. It's just pre promo content. And in my case, a really value added epic blog post that we can run ads to, to, you know, find our audience in advance and the SlideShare presentation. Likely that kind of stuff comes out about two weeks before our cart opens. Phase two is webinar registration. So during phase two, we are getting people to sign up for the webinar. And I do a series of probably four live webinars, four or five live webinars. They're all exactly the same. It's just, I'm giving people date and time options. Phase three is enrollment open. So this is the cart open time. And during this phase, we are usually running heavy ads to retarget people that visit our sales page or retarget people who were on our webinar or visited our webinar opt-in page. And we're talking about things like special timely bonuses, like we just released a brand new bonus, or we're talking about the fact that the program's open, come check it out. So during phase three, we're really focusing on the people that have shown interest. They signed up for a webinar or maybe they got one of our um, free content pieces like read the blog post or watch the slide share early on. So we're really focusing on the tribe that we've already attracted in phase one and phase two. So phase three is enrollment open. Phase four is when our early bird ends. Now for the webinar course, we haven't figured out if we're going to do early bird pricing and do a price increase. So that's something we still need to work out. But if we do it, that would be phase four where early bird is ending 
And so we start running ads or posts on social media that early bird pricing is ending to get the discount you need to buy now. And then phase four is the cart is closing soon. So early bird pricing has already passed. The product is now in full price mode. And we're just talking about cart closing soon. And then phase five, this is the final phase. This is cart closes today. So you're only in phase five for one day. Now, remember, this is just my promo. This is how we do it. There's a million ways to do it. And I bet some launch experts out there are like, what? That's not how we do it. That's not the best idea. Just know this is what works for my business. And I just want to share with you what I know works. And then you can tweak it how it works for you. But we do talk in terms of phases. So we kind of know where we're at. The phases really come into play when we run Facebook ads and Google ads, which I'll get to in a moment. Okay. So now you know our phases. So we determine those phases in advance. We're still in that admin category. Again, sometimes I'm going to take a little while to explain something. And then there's other stuff I'm just going to breeze right through just because you'll already understand what it's all about. So the next thing we do in the admin period, it's really the admin is where you're making a lot of decisions. So we decide on price points and membership levels. So for the Profit Lab promo, we had self-study and mastery. I don't know if we're going to do something like that for the webinar course. So we need to figure it out in the admin phase or admin category, which we're in right now. Also, this is where I like to hire my designer and hire my programmer. And it might be a few programmers, depending on what I'm going to do. But for the webinar course, we're literally starting from scratch. I don't have a sales page. I don't have a registration page for webinars. I have zero emails. Like I have nothing. So hiring a designer, hiring a programmer, and if you want, hiring a copywriter. Just recently have I started to work with a copywriter, but for the last five years, I never really have. So it's just something that I've, um, now that I have a bigger budget to work with, I'm kind of experimenting with that and seeing how it goes. So that's something I might consider as well. Anyway, inside the admin category is where I'm going to determine who I want to hire and get information to them so I can get proposals back in advance. And then finally, set up all promo campaigns in Infusionsoft. Now, we use Infusionsoft and we set up our campaign so that emails will go out at certain dates and times throughout the entire promo. And if we set up the campaign in advance, it might just be a shell because we don't have the emails done yet. We don't exactly know when all those emails are going to fire, all that good stuff. But at least we start with the shell so we can start thinking, okay, where do we need to fill in the holes? So that all happens in the admin phase. And these are some big decisions. So it's not going to happen overnight, but we've been talking about this for months now. So we kind of got most of that hashed out. Now, the next category is program content creation. Now, I do want to say that I'm going to break down these categories for you. But if you have a few people working on your promo, it's not necessarily this is the exact order that you basically check everything off. I'm just giving you the chunks and kind of how we like to focus on each task. But there's some ta- there's like 20 tasks people are working on at different times. So there's no s- specific order per se. So the next category, program content creation. And this is where I'm creating the actual product. Now, for me, this is where I spend the most time. This is where I agonize the most, where I worry the most, where I get to put in all my creativity. This is what I love the most, and that is actually creating the content for the program. One of the reasons why we hired a project manager was so that I didn't have to do everything else on top of really putting my heart and soul into creating the content. So I feel like my content's going to get better as I build up a small team to support these big promos and launches. So for program content creation, it's things like, you know, solidify the product name, which we actually haven't done yet. So that's something we're still working on. Get a logo designed if you want a logo for your product. And remember, this is an info product where I'm focusing. So some of this wouldn't apply if you have maybe a physical product or something totally different than what I'm creating here. Then After we do that, after we get the product name and maybe get the designer working on a look and feel for the logo, I spend time creating the course outline. And this is where I spend a lot of my time. So what are the modules going to look like? What's inside each module? How about the handouts and any bells and whistles that I want to add? And just basically, what am I teaching? I outline it all in advance and I decide on what's going to be the core content and what am I going to add for bonuses? Because bonuses are important to any promo you do. So you should really be thinking of them as you're creating content. So there's some alignment. 
Now we do program bonuses. So let's say maybe two bonuses when you buy the program, but we also have started to do timely bonuses. So for the Profit Lab launch, we did, I think, three bonuses on the sales page. And then over a month of promoting the Profit Lab, we released three more bonuses, but in a timely way. So maybe on a Monday, we said, we've got a brand new bonus if you purchase. And so anyone that's already purchased, they get that extra bonus. So if you've already purchased, you're getting things you didn't even know you were going to get, which is kind of cool. So we actually had five or six bonuses, but they weren't all laid out on the sales page right away. We released them throughout the promo, which gave us another reason to email and to talk to our audience, which was great. It gave us another reason to run an ad or to post on our social media site. Here's a brand new bonus. And so it got people more excited about the launch. So timely bonuses. This is during the content creation phase where I would figure out which timely bonuses I want to create. And then from there, we also do a fast action bonus. So if you're on one of my live webinars, we offer a bonus if you buy while you're on the webinar. Now, one thing, and I could talk about content creation for 5,000 hours, so I promise to move past this quickly. But one thing that's really important to know is when you're creating your content, if you don't take the bonuses into consideration, they tend to look like afterthoughts and they tend to look like they don't really go with what you're promoting. I hate to see someone promote a program and then their bonus is like a product that is totally unrelated that they created three years ago that they're throwing into the mix. Like that's not the kind of thing you want to create. In my opinion, a bonus should enhance the program you've already created. So for me, I did a bonus, how to get more engagement on Facebook My Profit Lab program was about how to build a social media sales funnel, but I knew a big component would be Facebook. So adding a little bit more Facebook material into the program would enhance it, that kind of thing. So bonuses, it's a good thing to figure them out while you're creating the content. And then from there, this is really cool. We create a content grid and what I'll do in the show notes is show you a snapshot of what that grid looks like so you can see the different components. So we do this grid so that we know what each module video is, like basically the title of each module video. And then we say, okay, is the transcript done? Are the slide decks loaded? Like this grid helps us make sure that everything we're doing is finished and in the members area. So we first use it for me to create all the content and then we use it as a checklist to make sure every single thing on that grid made it into the members area. So it's really cool. So I'll share that content grid, at least a snapshot of it with you. In addition, at this phase, I ask for a slide template to be designed. So once I've figured out what I want to teach in the program, I use Keynote to actually put together my content. And so in order to put together the content for the training modules, I need a really cool looking slide template. So every single training looks the same. And this is something I used to never do in the past. And at the last minute when I was ready to record the content, I think, okay, I need this to look good. How am I going to do that? So now early on, I talk to a programmer, excuse me, a designer and say, can you create a slide template in Keynote for me? And maybe she'll come back with like six different slide templates that I can use throughout all my training. And they all look the same. They're all branded the same, that kind of thing. And then from there, I create the content inside my slide decks. Now, this might be totally different than how you create content. But what I like to do is, let's say I open up a slide deck and let's say this is module one, video one. I put it all together. I type in what I want to teach. I bring in images, examples, all of that. I put it all into the slide deck. Now, if I were smart, I would then have someone format that slide deck. Right now, I'm spending hours making it look good, which is silly. You know, we all have those things that we haven't let go of yet. That's something I haven't let go of yet. So if I'm smart for this next webinar course, I'll create the content, even if I want to do it inside the slide deck, because that's what I feel most comfortable with. I can then hand it off to someone and say, make that look really good. Here's all the content. Now put it together and make it look good inside the slide deck. Something I need to think about. Okay, so once I actually create all the slide decks, I record all the videos from there. Now that now that the slide decks are done, I record all the videos. And one thing that I've learned is that I'm not really good at creating one slide deck, recording it, and then moving on to the next. The reason being is sometimes I'll think of something maybe 
five videos down the road after I've recorded five that I should have included in one of the videos earlier. And it totally screws me up. So I've learned to first create all the content. And in my case, it would mean all the different slide decks for each of the training videos. Once they're all created, I go back and now I record. I spend a few days just recording each slide presentation to make it a video. So that's what works for me. And then from there, I create the handouts. So the content that goes into the handouts and the cheat sheets and the checklist. And then I'll give that to my team to get designed, but I'll create the content. And we get all the training videos transcribed. And from there, I also start thinking about a stick strategy. Because remember, we're still in the category of content creation for the program. And the stick strategy is basically something that I like to tell people after they've purchased, I surprise them with a bonus. And that bonus is pretty juicy usually, so it spend I spend a good quality of time on it, and it comes out after the refund period. So it's a great way to say, stay engaged, keep with the program, I've got a really, really great bonus for you after you get through those first 30 days. So that's how we use a special bonus because it allows people to really focus, stay engaged, and know that you're taking care of them. So I love to do that as well. And I don't talk about it until after people are inside the program. So it's a special extra surprise. Okay. So from there, the next thing is a new category. So that's what I do to create the program content. But then there's promo content as well. Remember I mentioned I want to do a blog post that is focused on webinar content and I can run ads to that blog post to kind of find people that are genuinely interested in learning how to create a webinar. Well, I'm going to create that blog post in this category here. So when we focus on the promo content creation, we're creating a brand new blog post. We're creating that slide share I talked about, and I'm going to create a podcast episode that's focused on how to create webinars. So I'm going to use my free content that I already do. I have a blog, I have a podcast, and we have slide share opportunity now. So I'm going to create content all around creating webinars so that I can get some free content out there as a value add. So that's the promo content creation for you. That promo content might look way different, but you do want to think about it in terms of when you're promoting how to use your free content as part of the mix. Now, the next category is webinar content creation. Now, webinar content creation is my sales webinar. So As you know, I use webinars to teach. And if you've ever been on my webinar, I think you probably already know, I spend a good chunk of time just teaching. And then once I teach some topic related to the product I'm going to sell, then at the end of the webinar, I sell the program. And so I need to actually create a template, another template for that sales webinar. I need to outline my sales webinar. What am I going to teach? How am I going to teach it? I create the sales webinar And I create a workbook that goes with the webinar. So if you've ever been on one of my webinars, you probably gotten an email that said, hey, click here to download a workbook. You can follow along during the webinar. Now, I will say in the past, sometimes I've made a mistake and I've created the webinar, created the workbook, and then at the last minute, I've wanted to change the webinar a bit, but then it screws it up because that workbook's already out there. I've struggled with that so many times. So just be careful, make sure that you create the webinar in advance. So when that workbook's going out, you really feel confident that your webinar creation is done. Maybe it's that content person in me that just can't let go of it. So anyway, moving on, the next category is members area. So this is where people are going to log in after they buy and get all your content. So what I like to do is I design a layout. I have an idea of what I want it to look like. Maybe I take some snapshots of other programs I've been in that I really like their layout just to give my membership site, the person that's going to create it, to give him some ideas. So from there, I create an outline of how all of the modules should actually basically be outlined inside the members area. So I'll have to tell him, okay, there's four modules and each module, there's four videos and then there's two bonuses and then there's blankety blank, whatever it is. I don't know. So I need to communicate this with the person that's creating my membership site. We use Wishlist for our membership site. And I've got a guy that I really love that he puts together my membership sites now. So we work well together. So I'll get him working on that even before the content's done. As long as he knows an outline, he can get working on this now, even while I'm still working on the content. 
And I always, for a member, for the members area category, I add record welcome video. Cause I always like a welcome video when people log in for the first time. And inside this category, we also include load all the program materials. So somebody's got to get all those videos and cheat sheets inside the members area once it's designed. And then we also add test all videos and test all cheat sheets to make sure everything is downloading properly and playing back properly. So that's why you want to try to get your members area done as soon as possible so you can test all the bugs because there's going to be bugs in everything you do inside of a promo. You're going to find bugs here or there. So testing is so important. Okay, so we're moving on. I get nervous that I'm going to go on for too long, so I'm really trying to move it for you. Okay, the next category, remember, we're still in pre, pre pre-phase. The next category is sales page creation. So what we usually do is we wireframe a sales page. We lay it out as a team, how we want it to look, you know, where the buttons go, where the content goes. We just lay it all out. And then from there, we write the sales copy. And if we need to collect some images for the sales page, we do so. So maybe some headshots of me or some shots of the members area that we want to include on the sales page. We try to collect anything that we want to put into the sales page and also testimonials. But I basically figure that's part of writing the sales page copy will include testimonials in that sales page copy. So that should be part of this as well. And then once we write all the sales copy, we wireframe the sales page, we have our designer go ahead and lay it out. And then we have a programmer code it to make sure that it's going to be mobile responsive and work well on desktop as well. So we have it all laid out by a designer and then a programmer comes in and does all the coding. And then I have notes in here, like make sure you check the terms and conditions at the end of a sales page, the earnings disclaimer, the privacy policy, whatever it might be. So you'll see when you get the free PDF that I've put all of that in here, just so you remember, they're tiny little things to check, but if you don't have them documented, you'll never remember, especially when you're uh, stressed out during a promo. And so from there, we review the sales page. So I have somebody else on my team. So there's like a second set of eyes. If I wrote the copy, someone else will check all the copy, make sure there's no typos, make sure the links are working on the sales page. Um, I usually do a countdown timer on my sales page. And for the Profit Lab, it was off by an hour throughout the entire thing. And we didn't even know till the very end. So I should have had someone check that. So I've included that in here. And then also do a test sale. So once your sales page is set up, and we're going to talk about order forms for the sales page in a minute, but once the sales page is set up and your order form is set up, you want someone to actually do a sale to make sure it's all working. A lot of merchant accounts will allow you to do a test sale, so you can look into that, but definitely do that to make sure that your credit card goes through and you receive the welcome email that should come through afterwards as well as the receipt. So that's something that's really important. And then in addition to that, for our sales page creation, we also set up Snap Engage. So Snap Engage is the live uh, customer service chat that we have on our sales page. So if you ever have been on a sales page of mine, you might have seen a pop-up box appear that says, hey, this is Trevinia. Can I help you with anything? That's my team on the other end, actually live using the tool Snap Engage. Now, once you have your sales page set up, you also want to focus on order forms. So for order forms, you want to just make sure that you have the pricing right, you have the refund policy on your order forms. We made custom order forms this last time, so we put some testimonials on the order form. So when people are getting ready to buy, they can read what other people have said about the program. And we put Snap Engage on the order form as well. So if you get stuck filling out your credit card or if you have a question, we've got a live chat person waiting right there if you have any questions whatsoever. So order forms, so very important. And you're going to need to create multiple ones if you have, let's say, one pay and three pay, and then maybe you have a self-study and mastery. Well, those are all different order forms, and you need to think about that in advance. Now, from there, we make sure that Infusionsoft is set up. So maybe you use AWeber or MailChimp. Whatever you use, you need to make sure that you have everything set up inside your email service provider. So for us, that means we have to create special tags. So we tag you if you sign up for a webinar, or maybe we tag you when you actually attend a webinar, 
or if you don't attend a webinar, but you signed up, these are all things that you can tag people and tagging is an Infusionsoft term. So maybe it's different for your email service provider, but just make sure all tags are set up properly. We tend to have a lot of tags because we do a lot of live webinars. So that's just something to think about. Also, we actually set up our login. So when you sign up for one of my programs, Wishlist and Infusionsoft are talking to each other. They're integrated so that you actually get your login details in your welcome email. So I like when the login details are right there for you. And that's just an integration we had to do between Wishlist and Infusionsoft. And also when you're setting up that order form, I forgot one thing, make sure that you're setting up the receipt language. So wherever that receipt is coming from, when someone buys, make sure the language on that receipt is exactly what you want it to be. Whether you add the refund policy, whatever you might do, just check all of that. All of these pieces are really important. Now from there, it's all about the email creation. So we create emails, obviously, throughout all the promo. And you'd be surprised how many emails we have to write in advance. So what we do is we create an email grid, kind of like that content grid I told you about, where it basically outlines every email we're going to send and when we're going to send it. It's very, very complicated. I'm not going to actually take a snapshot of that because it really won't make sense to your promo versus mine. But just think in terms of, okay, When am I going to send out this email? What's the subject line of this email so I can find it easily and who's going to receive it? That's the kind of thing you want to think about when you're doing a promo and sending out emails. So let me tell you what kind of emails I create in a promo. The first email I create is to invite people to my live webinar. So it's just webinar invites. We usually do two or three over maybe a two week period. And then from there, we have to create a confirmation email saying, hey, you're registered for the webinar, so you're good to go. And we also create a pre-webinar sequence, which is actually something I'm going to talk about in detail in this brand new webinar course I'm creating. We send a series of emails before you ever get on my webinar. So if you've registered for a webinar, you'll get a series of emails leading up to it. My goal is to encourage you to get on live. We always know that if you're on live, you're more engaged. And you're more likely to really pay attention to the free content and the promo that we're doing. So all my pre-webinar emails are going to encourage you to get on live and here's what you're going to get when you show up live, that kind of thing. And then once we have this pre-webinar sequence written, we also write a replay email. So if you miss the webinar or if you were on live and want to watch it again, that very first email you receive after my webinar is complete would be a replay email. So we write that replay email. And then from there, we um, also do a promo sequence. So we write a series of emails. And let me click on this one because there's some things that I include in my promo sequence. So I would include emails about the course benefits and the course features. Maybe I'll talk about some testimonials or, or some stories that I have related to this new program. Uh, Maybe I'll announce some timely bonuses like I talked about earlier, or in the promo sequence, I'm emailing, letting you know, early bird's going to end or the card's going to close. So those are the types of emails that would be in the promo sequence. Now, the last thing that we write as it relates to promo emails is a non-registered promo sequence. So one thing we were super surprised about is that even though the bulk of my promos, everything I do Um, usually are ran by the sales webinars I do, there's a handful of people that sign up for my courses that never, ever got on one of my webinars. Like this last time, uh, maybe like 20% of the people that signed up for the Profit Lab program had never been on one of my webinars that I created to promote the Profit Lab, but they did receive my non-registered promo sequence. So after we're done promoting my live webinars, if you never signed up for one, we're still in the promo phase, we'll send a series of emails to you to encourage you to check out the Profit Lab, but we don't mention the webinar or the fact that you missed it or anything like that. We just create some emails around the benefits, features, stories related to the Profit Lab. So it's a whole different sequence. And this is something that's proved really, really valuable. We used to never do that. If you didn't sign up for one of my webinars, I never promoted my programs to you after that. This time we changed things up and saw a really great uptake in sales because of that. Okay, 
I don't know, uptake in sales really doesn't make sense, but you know what I'm talking about, right? We saw an increase in sales. I heard myself say it thinking like, Amy, you're not making any sense. All right. So next you want to create emails for your new members. So we make sure we have a welcome email. And if you have different levels, you'll need a welcome email, let's say for sales study and a welcome email for mastery. If you have two levels, like I did for profit lab, I don't think we're going to do two levels for the webinar course, but I'm not positive. So I just put that in the project plan just in case and something I've never done before, but I just started doing with this last launch is to create onboarding emails and an onboarding email would be an email that people get after they buy the program. And what I like to do is create enough to spread out over 30 days. So for the first 30 days of the program, when you're most engaged, you're going to hear from me regularly through these onboarding emails. So that's something you might want to write. I'll talk more about that when I do the um, Profit Lab launch review in a few episodes from now. And in addition to that, obviously, we want to email my list about the new blog posts we're going to write related to creating webinar courses. And we're going to email my list about that slide share we're going to create. So those are two more emails we need to create. And I document everything in these project plans. So that would be the next category. Now we're moving on. We're getting close to the end. I promise. Um, Customer support. So there's a whole category for customer support. Here is where we're going to determine the refund policy, the language around that. We're going to put together some automatic responses, meaning during a promo, there's probably 20 questions we get asked all the time. And because we've been doing this for a while, we're very aware of those questions. So I write out responses in advance. So my customer support team already has those drafted and it's exactly how I want to respond. They can do a copy and paste and kind of tweak it a little and send it out. So we do a lot of automated automatic responses And then in addition, we do some for Snap Engage as well. So there's a lot of questions that come up when people are live on my sales page. I write some responses for that as well. So my customer support team can do a copy and paste quickly if need be. And then I also related to customer support. I have a 1-800 number that you might have seen in my last promo where you could actually call us and ask us questions about the program before you bought. Now, if you called us, you likely got a voicemail first, and then Trevinia would spend an hour a day going through all those calls and calling you back. So I needed to record a voicemail. And my voicemail is basically saying, hey, thanks for calling. Trevinia is going to call you back, leave your name and number. But before I jump off, let me answer some questions that often come up. So I actually do a little FAQ in that voicemail. So I could ask, answer your question. You might not even need to leave a message. So it's just one more way to support your audience. Now, during the customer support category, we're also going to determine military and hardship discounts. So um, a lot of military will say, hey, do you have a discount or I have a, a hardship? Would you consider a discount? So we just need to talk about if we're going to offer that or not. You might not want to, but it's something to talk about in advance. We put together the support schedule so we know when people are working and who's going to be manning the customer service emails, who's going to be on the sales page answering questions. So we put together a schedule there. And then in addition to that, we set up a special Dropbox for promo testimonials. Now this is something new too, but is something that you really want to think about when you're doing a promo, you're going to get a lot of great testimonials. Like if you do webinars, people are going to say, Amy, I love that webinar. This was my favorite part. And they'll kind of give you some details or they just bought your program and they'll post how excited they are and they already got results. And this is happening during the promo. So I always have someone on customer service looking out for those, taking screen grabs because you never know when you might want to use them and just putting them into a special Dropbox folder. So that was something that just Over the years, I thought, I'm never doing this. And I always see some great testimonials right out of the gate. And I'd love to grab those. And then in addition to that, we're going to actually make sure we have Snap Engage set up, which I talked to you about already. And Ring Central is the company we use for that 800 number. So people could actually call us and leave messages during the promotion. And then in addition, we have something called a knowledge base. And that's just a Google Doc. And in this Google Doc, we just list all the links to the live webinars. So if we have multiple registration pages, we have all the links to that, all the links to sales pages, order forms, anything that we have out there that we could link to during the launch, we just put into one document so you can find all those links easily. So this is just something that we set up in advance. And also, 
um, we have a backdoor sales link, meaning sometimes after I close the cart, there were some problems where someone couldn't order. And so we have a secret link that if we need to give it out, um, we just have that set up in advance. So it's always ready and we don't have to look for it at the end of the launch. So we always have that in case there's any problems people couldn't get in as planned. Okay. So a few more categories. The next, there's a lot, right? This is why I was a little bit scared to do this episode, but I thought it would be so interesting for you just to see all the pieces that are involved. So I'm crossing my fingers. You're finding it valuable. This next category is my live webinars. So for my live webinars, we determine the dates of the live webinars in advance. We use GoToWebinar. So we set up GoToWebinar in advance. Uh, We write the copy for the webinar reg page. We get the webinar reg page programmed, or you could use lead pages and it's already programmed for you. We also determine who's going to record the webinar. I have one girl that she always records my webinars. Now I know GoToWebinar will record the webinars as well, but I like to have a backup because I play the replay. So we always get someone in advance to record our webinars and we make sure that that workbook for the webinar is uploaded to the S3. We use an S3 so that there's a link to the workbook. So during the webinar, someone's like, I didn't ever get that workbook. We've got a link right there that we can give people. So we make sure that the workbook's on the S3. And in addition to that, and this is something I'll teach in that webinar course, I always like to have a few questions already written out in advance. Because when you do a live Q&A, if you're brand new at that live Q&A, or excuse me, if you're brand new at the webinar, you likely won't have a lot of people on. So you're not going to have a lot of people asking questions, but you know, there's a few questions they really should ask to get full value in terms of what you just taught and what you're selling. So what I like to do is write a few quality questions and responses in advance. And if I'm not getting some good questions on the webinar, I'll have my assistant ask those questions. And they're just kind of backup just to have you covered and make sure that you're giving the information that your audience needs. And then lastly, Determine the live webinar replay process. So when are you going to send out that replay email with a link to the replay? And I use lead pages for the replay, meaning they have a a video page. I just um, put the embed code of my video, which is the replay on a lead page. And I just send all my traffic there. But you want to figure this out in advance. How are you going to do it? Where are you going to send traffic for the replay? Again, lead pages is like the best option there. And then from there, this is really cool. I think you're going to love this in the PDF. Remember, amyporterfield.com forward slash 62 download. You can get the free PDF. And my favorite part of this PDF for you is for the first time, I have listed every single graphic that I use during a launch. Because in the past, literally up until this last launch we did, we'd be like, frantically trying to get images created at the last minute. And we'd have one designer doing this, another person on 99 designs doing that. And it was all scattered. Nothing looked uniform. And my branding was terrible. But this last launch profit lab was the best branding I've ever had. The reason being is one, we had one graphic designer work on everything and we got her in advance so that she was on our team. You know, during the launch, she knew what we needed because we had a whole long list for her. And in addition to that, Now I'm just going to use this list every time I do a launch. So I won't go through every image, but we're talking about images for emails and social media and inside your webinar. If you do a webinar and images for your website to promote your new product images inside the membership site, Facebook ad images, all of that stuff is important. I've literally listed every single image I could possibly imagine you would need during a promo. So you can literally give that list to a graphic designer and they can go to town. So it's a pretty cool list. I'll put that in the PDF for sure. And then the next category is Facebook ads. So what we like to do again, we set up a grid. I'm kind of addicted to Google docs and Google doc has like that Excel grid. And so we create an ad grid where we put the image in there. We put the copy, the headline, the link, all that good stuff for all the ads we want to run. And like I said, when I do the Profit Lab launch and review episode in a few weeks, I'm going to show you every single ad we use during that launch so you can get a good sense of kind of what we did. And you'll see all the phases I talked about earlier. You'll see those phases in my ads. So you want to determine all your ad copy and ad images in advance. And you want to decide when are you going to run ads and are you going to run ads for each of those phases I talked about early on in the show. 
So phases and when you're going to run ads, they really start to come together here. So it's just something to think about in advance. Same thing for Google ads. We just started experimenting with Google ads. So we would um, create the banner ads for Google ads in advance as well. Only have three more categories. So the next category is social media. So we like to create a posting schedule and decide throughout the entire promo what we're going to post. And we've never done this before. So this is brand new to us because we've always had a little bit of a scattered issue going on during social media. It's kind of funny, right? I teach social media in my products, but my social media totally is lacking during a promo because my focus is everywhere else. So this time we're going to put together a posting schedule in advance and load it all up into Edgar. Edgar is my tool of choice in terms of scheduling for Facebook and Twitter. And then we'll put together some system to get things up on Instagram as well. But we're going to do this in advance. Also for social media, I have a note to talk to my support team and make sure that they're really paying attention to my social media sites during live webinars, especially that's when people tend to say, I can't get on this link isn't working and they're posting on my Facebook page, but my whole team is focused on the live webinar and not even looking. So this time I'm going to make sure that we have someone actually checking to make sure everyone's okay on social media. And then from there, I have a category that says mastery. Now, again, I don't know if I'm doing mastery for this webinar course, but I added it for you so you can get it in the PDF. Meaning if you have two levels, usually the mastery level or VIP or whatever you want to call it, there's some things you got to do. Like if I were going to do it, I would need to set up a Facebook group and create a Facebook banner for that Facebook group and whatever bells and whistles I've promised set up live Q and a calls for them. Whatever it might be, I want to list all of that in advance so I remember what I need to do for that special VIP group in advance. And then also in the pre, because we're trying to do almost everything ahead of time, we actually get our waitlist page set up. So during the Profit Lab launch, you might have noticed like at midnight, we said the cart was closing. So about 12.03 a.m., all of the links directed to the waitlist page. And so that is something that you really got to plan in advance. So I like to have my team just set up the waitlist page now. So we have it ready the minute we close cart so we can stick with our integrity and actually close the cart when we say we're going to close. And then the final category in pre is to create some kind of tracking doc. What do you want to track? Whether it be daily sales or maybe you want to track um, units sold or whatever it might be. Just set it up in advance and just determine who's going to actually update that. Maybe you're a small and mighty team and it's you that's updating it. Not a problem, but it is nice to know during a promo where you're at, because if you're a lot lower and not getting toward your goal, you might want to change things up. Or if you're doing really well, you get to celebrate the whole time through. I've been on both sides, so I get it, but it's nice to know where you're at at pretty much throughout the entire launch Every single day, you should know what the numbers look like. So a tracking doc will help you do just that. Okay, we've officially made it through the pre-phase of your promo. I know that was a lot, but remember that's like 80, 85% of the work. So now the next two phases, live and post, are really, really short. So I'm not gonna go through line by line. I will include them in your free PDF, but let me just kind of quickly review them. So when you're in the live phase, you're going to determine when your ads start and when your ads stop. And obviously you're doing that as the carts open. So this is something very live that you have to take care of in advance. Also, you want to make sure that you're keeping an eye out in your new members area. So as you start to sell and people start to go in your members area, Make sure that everything's working for them. Keep an eye out for any questions and making sure people are really supported. Just really drilling down there to make sure everything's going smoothly as planned. In addition to that, if you do a price increase while your cart is open, you need to make sure you switch out order forms. So I've included that in the live phase as well. And then you will have to change your sales page if you do a price increase. So we did a price increase, which meant as when the price increased, we had to change the price on the sales page and we changed the countdown timer. It was counting down until price increase. We had to change it to count down to cart close. So these are just little things you want to remember. 
In addition, we have created, and this is in your image pack I'm going to give you, but one of the images was a new Facebook cover photo for webinar registration and a new Facebook cover photo for early bird and a new Facebook cover photo for when the cart was closing. So during the promo, when it's live, I put in here that someone needs to change those out according to whichever phase that you are in. So when you have it in a project plan and you have a due date, people will know, oh, today's the day I need to remember to change out that image because we're into the next phase. So that's why I use Asana because you can assign it to somebody and put a due date with it. And then in addition, you're tracking. So during a live promo, you're tracking and keeping that Google Doc updated. I say in the morning and night, keep it updated. So that would be a live task. And then during a live webinar, if you're going to do multiple webinars like I did, you would need to change out the webinar registration page to a new date and time once you fill up a new webinar or the date has passed. So that would be something you'd need to do live. Not much though. Because so much of what you've already done is already taken care of in pre, this will eliminate a lot of the stress you feel during a launch. And then finally, we're into post. And post is super easy. Make sure all your ads are shut down. Make sure that every single page during the promo is pointing to the wait list. And um, also making sure that you have changed all your social media. So the cover photo for Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, all of those should not be promoting the launch anymore. You want to make sure all of those go back to normal. Something I forgot a couple launches ago and it was like up for a month. I don't even know how that happened, but I didn't have it in my project plan. So that's why I've included it here for you. And I also have a category that says celebrate. So we do a virtual champagne toast. And during the celebration phase, I have a note in here to send out some thank you cards and thank you gifts. And this is this is usually used if I'm working with affiliates, I usually send out thank you cards and thank you gifts. Or if just someone went above and beyond or jumped in when we needed them and we didn't think we would, just any kind of thank yous that you need to send, this would happen in post, something good to remember. And then again, um, all of those redirects, I think that's probably the most important thing. Everything should get redirected. So there you have it. That's everything, pre, live, and post. I think it will all start to come together when you hear me break it down in a real launch that already happened, the Profit Lab launch review episode. So I can't wait to do that for you. But hopefully this was valuable enough that you really see what goes into a promo. I have to say it. You guys know I can't I can't step away from it. Please know that you do not need to do everything on these lists. Just use them as a guide. Choose the things that are most important to you and what is practical and appropriate for you based on where you are in your business right now. And then aspire to kind of add to it as your budget grows and your team grows and all that good stuff. Please just be nice to yourself because I think I'm so sensitive about it because I used to do it all the time. I mean, heck, I still do it sometimes where I compare my business to other people and it's just totally not fair. We never know what someone else's situation is. So no comparing Just focus on your business and how you can make it exactly how you want it to be so that you can impact the lives of your customers. So there you have it. That was a lot of information I just covered. I know that for a fact, but I also think it was really valuable to walk you through each stage and also what's included in each of the stages, pre, live, and post. Now, what's really cool is you're going to see this come alive even more so in just a few weeks when I do an entire review of my Profit Lab launch that I just just did last month. So I'm gonna actually put it into practice and show you how this all worked inside of a real launch, much bigger than this webinar course I'm creating, so you can see it in action. So I think you're gonna really find that valuable as well. I'm gonna share what worked, what I changed, what didn't work, um, where we saw the biggest bang for our buck, all that good stuff. So, and also the freebie for that Profit Lab launch episode that's coming out is I'm going to show you every single ad we used in the launch. So it's really, really good. I'm excited to share that with you in just a few weeks. Look for that soon. Now, speaking of freebies, as you know, there is a freebie for this episode. If you didn't get it yet, I want you to go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 62 download, and you can get the project plan freebie so that you know every step I am going to take for my webinar course, and really we've used these same steps 
for years now to put together our other courses we've done in the past. So we know it works really well. Also, you can text the word 62 download to the number 33444 and get the freebie instantly. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And I cannot wait to connect with you again next week. Next week, we have a very special guest. We have podcasting expert John Lee Dumas on the show. Now, together, John and I created another mini training episode, just like this one here, and we're going to help you decide if adding a podcast to your existing business model is actually a good idea or not. So if you already have a blog or you're already selling a product or a program, you've kind of got things going, should you add a podcast to the mix? So we're going to talk about that. And if you think, yeah, that's a good idea for your business, we're going to talk about how to get it going as well going to be a great episode. We spent a lot of time and effort making it come together. I can't wait for you to hear the interview. So I will see you again next week. Thanks so much for being here and bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com. 